everybody, it's the Mankind Podcast. Kind men, listen to this podcast. The revolution of masculinity with your host, Scoop Magruder! Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Scoop. Thanks for tuning in. We got a lot of shit to shoot. Today's guest is a very dear friend. We're going to talk a little while to it through the lens of masculinity. What is that? Hey, I don't even know, but it's time for you and me to get real with it. Yeah, it's time for the show. Hi, folks. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Mankind Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot Magruder. With me, as always, is Mike, Mike 1 and Mike 2. I want to invite you to join us for the 11th episode of the Mankind Podcast with my cousins, 17-year-old twins, Andy and Charlie. And they have a wonderful slew of insights into the world of masculinity. I thought it was really important to interview my 17-year-old cousins because they are the ones who are so, you know, so-called on the front lines of becoming young men, of becoming men. And this podcast, the vision of it and the mission of it is to create a safe space where men and women can explore healthy masculinity. And so this podcast is meant to serve those coming up through the ranks uh, to find resources where they can reflect on their identity through the lens of masculinity. And we talk about a whole number of things. We talk about um, racial equality, um, equality in all sorts of sector, in sectors. Well, that was a Freudian slip. But uh, in all sorts of uh, arenas, equality, and what they expect as they're going into college. Um, it's a really insightful conversation, uh, and I really do appreciate you taking the time to, to check us out. Uh, our sponsor, I want to give a big shout-out to Spitz Mediterranean Street Food, uh, run and owned by my good buddy Bryce Rademan, who was on the first episode of the Mankind Podcast, and his co-founder, Robert Wickland. Spitz is a wonderful place to get uh, donor-style kebab food. They got salads, falafels, pita bread, pita chips, tzatziki, you name it. They got it right now during the COVID-19 quarantine with their 10 locations in the United States. There's four in L.A., four in Utah, Minneapolis, and Portland. They are providing dry goods, uh, plastic latex gloves, toilet paper, tissue paper, things of that nature to help those in need. Um, so if you uh, are hankering for some beautiful donor-style kebab, food, or any of those needs, go ahead and check them out at spitz.com. Uh, without further ado, I want to give it up to Andy and Charlie. Thank you so much for tuning in. Boys, how you doing? Pretty, Pretty good. good. Pretty good. Dude. Yeah? Can't complain. You're juniors in high school right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And this is, this is the COVID quarantine, so you've been at home for two months or so. Yeah. Um, and you and your dad have built the garage. You guys have completely renovated the garage. Can you talk a little bit about that project? Yeah. So, um, I think it was, it was probably the first week of, um, that we were, you know, in quarantine and we, we had to be at home and, uh, I walk out to my dad and I, I was extremely bored. I was like, Hey dad, like, let's like, let's do a project or something. Like we need to, you know, just do something. And, you know, I walked, I walked away in about like 15 minutes later I get a call from my dad and he's he's in the garage and he was like Charlie Andy come out here I was like uh okay cause he called you you yeah, were in he, the same house yeah we were in the same house and he, was, <laughs> he just calls us and we walk out and um he's like okay so like what if we like redid the garage uh -huh. what if we like completely redid it and made it like your hangout room and I was like what? And he was like, yeah, because cause at the time we had like mountains and mountains of like stuff in there like from photo albums to uh, you know these big, huge, clunky pieces of furniture that we had we hadn't used in like years. Right. So we're like, uh, I don't know how that's gonna work. Cause like, where are we gonna put all this stuff? And he's like, 
I don't know, we're going to have to figure it out, but I have I, like, I have a feeling we can make this room pretty cool. And I was like, okay, so that's pretty much how it started, and you want to go for a little bit? Yeah, so it basically started as, like, just your ordinary garage that had a bunch of stuff in it, rat droppings everywhere. Yeah, it was dirty. Really dirty, just nasty. And then we kind of turned it into, like, a workout slash home entertainment center. We have a nice TV in there. My dad has a nice surfboard collection lined up, um, a nice little workout area, and it was just cool for the, to put in work for like four weeks and then to have it all be worth it at the end yeah, and to get something it. done during COVID-19 quarantine. Yeah. Is that like um, one of many projects that you and your dad have done? Um, is it like a, was it like a bonding experience? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it did cause a lot more, uh, actual fights in our house and it did like, you know, bonding. I feel like we did bond a lot, but it was a lot of like, it was a lot of just, um, well, him and I, Andy, Andy and I would, you know, argue about who put in more time and, you know, who gets priorities over the room and, uh, stuff like that. And so and, who uh, put more time in? He put more time in. 100%. How do you, how do you know? Well, because I had like um, I had these uh, Zoom calls uh, with like a bunch uh, with my drama department, and because uh, um, I would be I would be up in my room for a couple hours, and they you know and a couple hours pretty much every day, and then they'd be out there working on it. So uh, and I recognize that like they did a lot. Okay. okay. Char- however, Charlie did leave us working in the garage, saying it's going to be your room anyway. So I I just I'm just going to leave. Well, yeah, because you were being, you, you you were being very mean. Let's put it like that. Really? He was he was not being nice. Is that true? I mean, it's kind of true, but I have fun <laughs> with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your coaches are a very big positive influence because they they they're not just trying to teach you how to play football. They teach you they do teach you a lot of life skills, mm-hmm. and also um, not even just football coaches. Like even as, something as simple as uh, like my English teacher, who was a, I thought he was a really great guy. And, he was always a re- he was a really nice guy, and he was and he and he, and he exemplified you know masculinity. He had a big he had a big beard. He was you know fairly tall. He was like you know he was he he was a avid camper and rock climber, and he was in like but at the same time he was extremely like he was a humble. He was open minded, and yeah. he, you know he and like he was yeah yeah he he kind of exemplified all the traits that you would um, kind of yeah, want you know want to see in masculinity. Mm-hmm. Have there ever been people who you have witnessed that have negatively, you know, given you an example of how not to conduct yourself? Well, definitely. I mean, you know, you turn on the you turn on the news, and you just hear that you know a, a man named Harvey Weinstein had just you know had been sexually assaulting women, and you just look at that and you just, you say you really do say to yourself, yeah. why do people do that? That is that is an awful thing. Yeah. It, and the, these people, um. Give every show everything it means to be uh, have this negative masculinity where, like you hear, you know, he thinks that he's on top of the world. Yeah. And, you know, he does all these horrible things, and it just shows you, okay, like this is this is toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what negatively impacts masculinity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like um, that documentary we watched the other day with um. I forget what it was called, but <clears throat> it talked about a bunch of scandals that you don't even know about and that are hidden up and that happen every day and people don't even think about, and it's happening all the time, and 
it's toxic masculinity and some people get caught some people don't but <laughs> it's all toxic so the, the examples that the documentary gave are, are people in like the public sphere people we know about people in people in the general public yeah celebrities, you know, name celebrities yeah um, you know, yeah. politicians. Politicians, exactly. You, you brought up a really interesting example of Harvey Weinstein and the sexual assault mm-hmm. that, that he's been accused and, um, you know, was convicted for. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know about life in high school and because you hear so much about college instances and high school instances of date rape, of different mm-hmm. various acts of sexual assault. What's the climate like for a high school guy right now? I mean, is there peer pressure to get laid it, I mean I guess I'm, what's it like for you guys I mean um, well in our high school I feel like there it is a uh, there's a very positive influence and there is not a lot of peer pressure I would say there's not a lot of um, you know that to- toxic you know that toxic toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and I think that we're you know but there is there is there is an aspect of you know like it, oh you're you know you're a cool guy if, you know if, you know exactly right if you go get laid but that but it's not it's not extremely prevalent yeah um I'd say that it's definitely not exactly there's no real pressure I mean I'd say I've surrounded myself with pretty great people that I hang out with and. You know, there's a lot of respect, and it's just, you know, there's no pressure. It's just whatever happens, happens, and, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk about, let's talk about femininity. We'll kind of, we'll kind of get back to that, but, but curious to know what comes to mind when you think of femininity. Vulnerability, in a sense. Um, graceful, I guess. Mm-hmm. Being kind, graceful, being vulnerable, um, but there's a lot of strength in femininity. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can barely pronounce it. <laughs> no, that's interesting. What do you mean? There's there's strength in femininity. Well, um, what I mean by that is there is uh, uh, being feminine. When you can, um, you know, there is a large controversy of masculinity versus femininity. I think what makes someone extremely um, I have really good masculine traits is they also have some feminine traits as in being open yeah talking talking through problems instead of what a lot of people do is they keep them and they don't talk about them it just rolls over and rolls over and rolls over but um there's a lot of strength in femininity because like um the what what I've seen is women are more open women are more uh, I guess kind they're mm-hmm. um they're you know women are Women have these amazing traits that that uh, sh- that really show men that like okay these are these traits are should be adopted because they are healthy and they and, you know they make you happier. Cool. Um, when I think of femininity, I mean, the, my first thought of masculinity was you know the grind and everything, and I feel like it's it's very much the same for femininity as well. It's just whatever you want just go after it and go get it and I think that's a big part of it but it's also like femininity is different from masculinity as in they're they're just two different sides and they have different traits and like women like Charlie said are you know what was your adjectives more graceful more more open yeah exactly more open and I think it's just 
living it with those different ways, you know, those however you're gonna do it. And um Yeah. It's it's not easy to put words to, yeah, I think. It, it's really not. But I think that also in itself is why uh, talking about it is is important, just to uh, draw our awareness to it. it. Do you get the sense, is, is there um, a sense of equality that's uh, encouraged at uh, your high school? Um, you, you know, both racially and across genders, are students of the LGBTQ community embraced or ostracized? Um, what do you think it's like for people other than white guy? Oh, we're, everyone's very open. Oh yeah, there's it, there's definitely everyone's very open about everything. Everyone's very mm-hmm. kind. There's no there's there's pra- I would honestly say there is practically if there's practically no lashback from uh, like you know. Like the at the school LGBT the LGBTQ community is very is widely supported yeah and has you know and it's shown every day um, no one is no one is treated differently I yeah. guess because of um, you know who they are and their 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 gender their ethnicity yeah. uh, you know sexuality it, it, yeah I feel like the, our school in general is very open and we're all and it you know it is it I honestly do believe that I'm we're extremely lucky because. Yeah. Um, we are, we go to school where everything is encouraged. You can be who you want to be. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, my thought it's a little it's a deviation a little bit away from uh, masculinity, but I think it's also uh, related. Um, when I hear of school shootings, I get fearful that something could happen where you guys go to school, and I know that the majority of perpetrators of people who shoot are white men white you know disenfranchised guys um why do you think that is or do you feel fear where you are for that um or what do you feel about that i'd say that we've grown up in such a bubble that i don't really I've never really put that much thought to it. I mean, we've have had a couple drills, but I'm, I doesn't. What do those drills look like? They uh, the last one we had was uh, I think it was two years ago. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Um. So they we everyone knew about it. That uh, the drill was going to happen. The, the uh, yes. Uh, everyone knew. Everyone knew it was going to happen, and then they are in our homerooms. They would. Oh, they said, okay. So if this was to happen, they gave a they, gave, they had a whole presentation. Okay. They said if this was to happen, where it it matters where you are on campus and how you are going to proceed to get off campus. Hmm. So he said these are the these are the exits. You run, or you hide. And if you are if you're in a if you're in a building, you hide. Hmm. If you're outside, you know, just uh, a, a class period just ended. It depends where you are on each side of the school. Wow. And you'd run, yeah. You'd run as fast as you can, and you try to get off campus as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. And so the drill pretty much went. They fired um, two blanks, I think. Wow. They fired two blanks that did make gun that did actually make a gunshot noise. Okay. And they fired two blanks, and it, depending where you were on campus, and they had police there already, and you know they had um, traumas. You know, they, if you if you out you were extremely scared, you know, about this, you know, actually happening, and it gave you anxiety. They had counselors there. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, they fought, they fired two blanks and then with, depending where you were, it was during lunchtime. So everyone was outside 
you would run to either side of the campus or up. Campus. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting day. There was um, there's a lot going on, but everyone kind of knew it was a drill and kind of felt safe. But it, yeah, it it was an okay drill. It wasn't you know fantastic. I mean, it would be a lot different if it was real and people were really panicking yeah. and everything. But I don't know how you could really prepare for that. I don't think anyone could prepare prepare for that. I mean, yeah. I have thought about it, and I you know the possibility there is always a possibility. Yeah, that Not someone who feels so someone who feels like that that's the only option and that's what they want to do it could happen yeah it could happen anywhere it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter where you are honestly um it could happen and it is a scary yeah. thought but i do feel like we are pretty safe you know our police mm-hmm. department's two minutes down the street and it's yeah right it, it i mean that's just because when I was in high school, I graduated in 2000 from high school, mm-hmm. and I was a sophomore, so I was a year younger than you guys when the Columbine shooting happened. Which, not to you know, not to be insensitive about it, but that was like the first shooting in in all of the main mass school shootings that have existed, and it really woke a lot of people up. It shook people, and I was in Utah. Mm-hmm. I was in like a suburb of of Utah, which was similar to Aurora. Colorado where the Columbine shooting took place and it just kind of made us all look see each other differently to it it, for me it created a greater sense of compassion for people because I get the sense that young men or anyone who feels so compelled to want to go out and do something like that may not feel seen or or uh, I can't imagine what but um I just knew that it, it created in me the desire to pay closer attention to who was in my hallways. Exactly. Um, talk about, are you guys, what are you guys, ex- are you looking, f- you know, college ideally, that's the next step. Um, do, is college the next step for you guys after high school? Yes. You know, and if you felt differently, you can feel differently. But does does that jive with how you want to go forward? Yes. Yep. What do you, and so how, what are you guys looking forward to? What are you guys expecting? Well, um, I think it's going to be nice to uh, live away from home for a while. <laughs> Finally start to, you know, I'll call every couple of days, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm looking forward to, like, just kind of leaving the bubble mm-hmm. of where we are and, uh, you know, going out and living somewhere completely different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it, it is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to getting out of here. <laughs> Not... Not having to do what people tell me to do, other than my, you know, my teachers and what my responsibilities are, but just being able to like make my own schedule, kind of do what I want to do. Yeah. If I'm feeling, you know, tired, I don't have to go and do something I don't want to do like I would right now. I can just chill. Yeah. And I'm excited to meet more friends and you know develop a friend group that. I'm gonna have that I can look back on college and be like, hey, that was pretty cool. Definitely, so. definitely the friend group. Yeah. Yeah. I'm recently reading this book called Boys and Sex by Peggy Orenstein, and it's about how boys, um, you know, the influence of porn, um, uh, you know, media, and how boys see, perceive sex, engage in sex, and not just sex, but Kissing, romance, dating, friendships, 
um, things like that. And in a lot of the examples that this woman gives, she talks about, um, you know, what it's like to date and what it's like to, um, for young men to, you know, to, to experience that whole thing. And I'm just recalling back to my days as a fraternity brother. I, when I, I went to SMU, which I think one of you guys are looking at as a potential possibility. And I rushed a particular fraternity, fraternity when I first got there. And it was all about drinking. Um, there, there was no like sexual misogyny that I immediately saw, but I ended up um, quitting the fraternity because I was drinking so much as a 19-year-old kid that um, I was missing classes. I had to drop out of my computer science class that I had to retake as a senior, which was such a such a drag. Um, and I guess I just want to draw your guys' attention to that, you know, it's interesting that both of you guys have both talked about this being a bubble. You both have said that word. And I do think that this town is a bubble. It's a wonderful, safe, beautiful spot and uh, to always call home and come back to home. But it is much different than the greater world at large. So I, I guess I just want to draw your attention to expectations or, or that that exists i mean are you, what's your thought when i say fraternities uh, i actually did a um this year for school we had a really big research report on uh fraternities and uh I, or i did one on fraternities and i actually um said that maybe fraternities should have more rules and su- rules and such and um I, I after doing a lot of research, uh, there are a lot of negatives, and there were, there were a lot of pros to being in a fraternity, but there are also a lot, a lot of negatives, mm-hmm. such as binge drinking, like you mentioned, um, sexual assault. It's it's not it, it's there's a lot of like the pros they give you brotherhood, you know, you become part of something, and I think for a lot of people going into college, that's kind of what they want is to be you know to to have friends and to right. you know be a part of something. Right. In a because you know it doesn't matter if you're going to a school with like three thousand or thirty thousand, uh, everyone still wants to be heard and be seen and be a part of something and have friends and, but there are um, a lot a lot of the stuff that does go on in fraternity houses such as binge, binge drinking and it, you know I'm not saying that it is necessarily it ha- like sexual assault hap- you know it is bound to happen in fraternity houses because a lot of these you know the kids who go into fraternities are you know great kids but it right. uh, it c- it can happen and it's it's um i think there should be a lot a lot of uh, a little bit more restrictions on alcohol consumption in fraternity mm-hmm. houses and in the parties and you know the drugs and i think there needs to be a little bit more of a crackdown i mean i wouldn't i would be lying if i didn't say that i was biased because yeah. i i want you to to be safe mm-hmm. you know to grow to to grow into the stellar men that you are becoming um so i kind of my question has a bias to it mm-hmm. a little bit because i want to be sure that you guys take care of yourselves and that, you know you don't engage in stuff that's harmful to yourselves or others um so do you have anything you want to say not anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like fraternities, like, you have to really think about it and you have to th- think to yourself, like, can I handle that or not? Like, can I make my own decisions for myself? Am I going to fall under the peer pressure? Am I going to do mm-hmm. things that are going to affect my life in a negative way and get to a certain point where you can't come back? Because there's a lot of positive to fraternities that I think a lot of people 
could really use and could it could really help them and I think it's a great option as long as you know what you're doing and you're smart about it yeah because I think you're right it does it gives you that uh, circle of friends that you can meet in yeah. a place where it's completely different yeah, so it's kind of belonging to something yeah um, let's talk you know what what do you think is important you guys are 17 you'll be 18 in October is that right yes yep. So this is the last, it, it's May right now. You got five, five months, months left to be a kid, yeah. so to speak. And then you'll be an official adult. What kind of advice would you give to young men coming up through the ranks? You know, you're going to be seniors next year, you know, to the freshmen that right now are in eighth grade. And they're, you know, they got their fingers crossed and they're hoping that they, they don't get bullied. Let's say you had a freshman under your wing what would you tell him how would you coach this young man to be i think one well i think that i would just i would just say um be be kind be respectful be a good kid you know don't fall under peer pressure but you know live a little you know, go go. This is the time where you this high school. I feel like is a good time where you experience things, because I've you know these past. I'm about to be a senior in high school, and it feels like just yesterday that I was I was a, I was walking into my first math class freshman year, wide eyed and just like uh, <laughs> scared. Yeah. But like, honestly, just do be be a good kid, be respectful, do your work, but at the same time you know experience things and have and like enjoy these years you have because yeah. like trust me like they are gonna go by like like that yeah I'd say my biggest piece of advice is just surround yourself with people that you really like and that are gonna bring you up not tear you down and as long as you do that and you're well rounded you can get your school work done and you can you know have fun on the side I say you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Definitely surround yourself with good people. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, anything? Anything else you guys want to say specifically about masculinity, femininity? I think I've honestly covered it. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I feel like Andy and I did a pretty good job about you know. You guys have done an amazing yeah. job. I think you know. I think it is hard to put words on. It is hard to you know specifically talk about. Um, masculinity right. and femininity because it does have a lot of positive and negatives and um, it's it is hard to like speak about like it's hard to put words to mm-hmm. but I do think it's a great thing that um, you know having this podcast you're able to like actually put try to put words onto the subject and it is based on opinion true yeah exactly it, it I mean it's different for for every person guys we're gonna do this thing called rapid fire I'll I'll do Charlie first and then Andy and try not to let your try not to let his answers influence you too much but I'm going to say one word and you respond with the first word that comes to mind okay um, and there's about ten words okay. you ready for this yeah man um healthy woman uh strong masculine uh positive feminine more positive <laughs> strength weakness <laughs> Weakness. Strength and weakness. Cool. Leader. Um, compassion. 
Success. Trial. Health. Mm. Goals. Sex. Scary. <laughs> and lastly, you. Uh, I thought, um, kind. Cool. Andy. Man. Strong. Woman. Stronger. <laughs> Masculine. Grind. Feminine. Dedication. Strength. Resilience. Weakness. Inability. Leader. Demonstrator. Success. Money. Health. Positive. Sex. I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> it is hard. That's an answer. Yeah, that is an answer. That was my answer. Cool. And lastly, you. exciting <laughs> oh yes sir andy charlie thank you so much for your time your insights it, it's been a pleasure talking to you thank, thank you so you much you. for having us it was really fun there you are first folks from the horse's mouth to the gibbet's tongue or whatever the expression goes andy and charlie know the ropes Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mankind Podcast. And remember, you might be the light at the end of the tunnel.